in a world in crisis. Can three idiots find hope in the darkest of places? Will love conquer all, or will hate win out in the end? This is a show called Hate. Welcome to A Show Called Hate, a podcast in which we explore love, hate, and everything in between in search of, oh my god, I almost forgot it, <gasps> greater meaning and perhaps a little perspective. I'm John. I'm Nick. And he's not here. I know. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, I thought ha- that mm. that the listener would, would hear your, fuck, your catastrophic fuck up that you just made then and be like, oh, Chris Ray up to his usual hijinks, but he's not here. I know. I bet they were thinking, oh god. Poor John. Chris yes. Ray's going to give him quite a talking to. Everyone is, know. I think, listener-wise, they're very much on your side. Like, like yeah. he's the big villain of the piece. Yeah. And he plays the part very well. I know, he does. Like, <laughs> effortlessly, some might say, yeah. <laughs> Too well. Uh, yeah, it's very it's very, it's very, very easy to sympathise with a character who's been so obviously victimised yes. over the course of uh, exactly. 107 and, I, and I'm sure at that moment, like you said, at that moment at the beginning of the intro, they're like, oh no, Chris is terrorising John again. I sure hope he's okay, <laughs> thought everyone. Uh, but it wasn't. It was just your incompetence. <laughs> I'm actually... Look- <laughs> The terrifying reality is, what if he's like my kind of emotional support dog and I can't function unless he's in oh, the room? Oh, that's why you fucked up. Yeah. I've yeah. gotten so used to him. I thought you were going to say that he was like your like your Joker to, oh. to your Batman and that you, in a way you needed him, as Joker likes to sometimes say. Not 100% sure yeah. I buy into this this perspective that the Joker has. But I don't buy into a lot of the Joker's perspectives, if I'm honest. He's, but... quite... <laughs> he's quite often like, you need me. <laughs> No, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> but like, Why? but he doesn't. Yeah, him. like no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a ba- it's bad. It's a bad idea, Joe. Yeah, I don't really. Uh, there's not really like a. Is there like a complete opposite of the word need? It's not like don't need. It's like you're it's... actively making my life worse. Yeah, don't need is just back to neutral. We need to go deep into the positive. Yeah. We need to go the other way. <laughs> I think the, I'm feeling what's that word the opposite of shame <laughs> pride no no that's not it less shame yes that's, yes, that's not yeah. right um, so yeah he's not here no and I think if I recall his exact words were it's because I don't care about you the podcast or, or anything we've ever accomplished together I think he said and especially the fans I think he said yeah yeah they've driven me away but I don't care I'm doing it despite them and something, assume, something like that. And as I recall uh he then turned and walked away into the rain yeah and he, he kind of tore off his uh his uh official show called hate t-shirt which we all recorded by the way and then he took a, a cheese grater to his official a show called hate tattoo yes which is sacrilege as far as I'm concerned and I'm amazed he could walk while sanding his butt cheek but <laughs> We've all got it. I we, know. We all had to have it before we started the podcast. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, he uh, he just had better things to do. As is usually the case. As is usually the case. And he I do feel as hmm. though Chris Ray's absences from the show highlight our utter lack of a social life. <laughs> because it's always him. And we're always here. We're always... Yeah. Like, there's been a handful of times that... I think there's been one time you weren't on the show. Yes. I think there's that's only one time. I think I was literally on the other side of the planet as well. Yeah, it's not much of an excuse, I know. Yeah. And then I've been off a couple of times. Yes. Um, one time I was also on the other side of the planet, I believe. Yes. Um, but I think 
Chris Ray, you know, without hyperbole, has been off the show considerably more yes. than we have. And I genuinely, <laughs> and naively, of course, <laughs> felt this was uh, like a failing on his part. Mm. I felt that quite intensely. I feel actually. it very strongly. Yeah. I'm feeling it now. <laughs> kind of like um, uh, a failing uh, as a presenter, but also maybe like as a as a person. Yeah. You know, morally. You know. When you say presenter, it makes me think of like Blue Peter or something. Yeah. And it's like Blue Peter would not tolerate this sort of shit. No. Do you know what I mean? If, if a presenter didn't show up for an episode of Blue Peter, they're not only fired. I think something much worse would probably happen. <laughs> Chris Evans. Okay, uh, radio Chris Evans. Yeah, there's two Chris Evans mm. in the world. One, Probably as far as the greater world goes, there's only one Chris Evans. But as far as the UK goes, yeah, there's yeah. two Chris Evans. There's two Chris Evans in the world. Mm. There's, hi, I'm Chris Evans and I play Captain America on and screen. I can see you're swooning because of how gorgeous I am. And I'm That's just, Chris Evans. I'm just like a big, nice lunk and yes. nobody has any issues with me at all. <laughs> And then there's like, and you never will, <laughs> you never will. Uh, and then there's uh, Chris Evans, the UK personality. Yeah, when younger, controversial DJ. Yes, and TV presenter. He was an unlikely. Uh, yeah, easy he, because he, he looked was one of those. I realize I'm saying this, but he he looked like a nerd. Yes, you know, like a proper. But nerd. he but he completely wasn't as mm. well. Like he was kind of like a bit alternative and a bit like foul mouthed and a bit kind of like. Walking the line. Yeah. Walking the line. Controversial. Not, not quite not quite like American shock jock. No. Kind of thing. Not quite like a Howard Stern, but a bit cheeky a little but bit. Sort of, yeah, it's sort of the British equivalent, which is a bit cheeky to, to maybe... Oh, that was a bit close. Oh, you shouldn't know. have said that. Uh, it's like, you know, when the, if the Queen was opening a new radio studio, yes. he'd bow. But then he'd pull a funny face afterwards. You know, yeah. that kind of... That's yeah. about as far, Or he'd bow, yeah. but he'd have a silly hat on. Yes. That maybe when he bowed would reveal, like, a little... Like, his face again, but on top of his head. Yeah, And it yeah. would be him, like, I don't know, like, sticking his tongue And the broadcheeks would have a field day. Oh, they would hate... In fact, I think they did hate him, if I remember rightly. <laughs> anyway, the reason I bring him up is... Because you talk about, like, just not turning up to present Blue Peter. Oh. But when he had his Radio 1 breakfast show sure i think yeah. so yeah and let's just put it out there like doing a proper professional breakfast radio show is hard work oh yeah like you do have to be up at like 4 a.m like every day yeah kind yeah of thing um but apparently he told some story about how prime time like he's the most popular presenter the show's doing great yeah guns. it's the highest paid radio on radio one radio position i think breakfast. yeah it was yeah. a big deal and they did like some there was some like party in London, I think it was maybe like a vaguely like radio related, related yeah. party. So there's a big soiree. Yeah. But obviously, like all the breakfast presenters couldn't be out late partying. Had to leave they, early. They had to leave early. Mm. Or if they're going to party late, they're still going to have to get up early. Or just don't go to bed. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, so they, they were all staying in some fancy hotel. Of course. And he is kind of like the boss, but not the you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. the he's not in charge. They report to a manager, but yeah. like he's kind of he's the charge. boss of his show in a way. Like because yeah. he's the biggest personality. But he basically said to everyone, "Wouldn't it be really funny if we just didn't go in tomorrow?" Oh my god! And they didn't. And what happened? He got sacked. <laughs> <laughs> and in retrospect, Chris, was it funny? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's weird to hear him talk about that because he's like, yeah. "Is yeah. that how he lost the gig then?" Yeah. 
But then he came back years later doing like the drive time slot as like uh... older, wiser. That's a kind of annoying thing as well, though, isn't it? It's like there aren't really any consequences. It's like Jeremy Clarkson punches someone in the face. And the BBC's like, yeah, but, uh, but he does make quite a lot of money for us. But that's when he, but, but, but he did kind of jump ship, didn't he? Because he he went this to like Amazon, thing. didn't he? Yeah. yeah, but but now he's like, I think he's back, or at least he's is he? Well, he he did oh, some maybe. presenting on some of the other, uh, I think BBC Two or, or yeah. something. Like, it's like they they just have to they have to have them back, and I, I don't understand why. Why can't you just go? No, he's an ass. Like, let's just move on. <laughs> it's kind of becoming a little sad because, like, uh, we've we've got one of them. What do you call it? Like Amazon Fire Sticks. Yes. In the side of our TV, Jeff, it's just a match. Isn't Jeff it? Jeff Bezos descended from a cloud and shot it into the <laughs> little bow and arrow side of our monitor. <laughs> uh, and of course, like, it's an Am- uh, all the Clarkson um, products oh, course, right yeah. now are like all on the Amazon products. And so occasionally, you just like turn on the Fire Stick and you just get like a promotional thumbnail. Gammon. A promo gammon. <laughs> and it's just like the latest product. And they can't call it Top Gear. No. So it's never called... It's called like the Grand Tour or something, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Or they'll do like a an event. Right. And it's called like Ham Run or something like that. <laughs> you know. The Ham and, the ham and Ball Run. Slamming with gammons. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just looking... Sit down for Pork Talk with me, Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> They're just looking so. Oh, they are creased, tired, now. like leathery bags that yeah. are just like becoming increasingly irrelevant in the world, and yet hanging on with like cuticles and teeth, just hanging on to the very edge of relevance, yeah. just to stay, just to stay on telly. And the thing is, let's be honest, he doesn't need the money. Yeah. He's probably he's probably got all the money, but he he wants to be, doesn't he? He wants to be he wants to be that face that appears whenever you power up your fire stick. He wants yeah. that. It's kind of weird that he's like, he looks like a like a like a straight elbow. You know what I mean? Like if you like you look at like the craggly bits on the back yeah, of your arms. I'm like, looking now, and actually, oh, it's Jeremy Clarkson. I kind of don't like is, how yeah. much it looks like him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking like of the three Top Gear kind of guys. Yeah. Because they had that gig for like 10, yeah. 15 years. It went for ages. Yeah. I was in secondary school when they started doing their yeah. stick. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But like um, James May was always like the, the nice... The, the lovable granddad. Yeah, he was like, oh, the nice one. Yeah. You know, like no one had an issue with James May. And I, I liked James May and sure. maybe he's still fine. I don't know. Who but, knows? But like uh, I remember him telling... There's always He tells some story about how he was working on like... Car magazine. <laughs> yeah, it's called that. I think. Yeah, yeah, Britain's leading car magazine. <laughs> it's you actually know. called that. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, he did like he as he tells it, he did like uh, a feature, right? Where it was like uh, I don't know, the fifty greatest cars. I don't know, or something like that. <laughs> so he did like a, a page feature. It was a big feature in the magazine, and there was a page dedicated to every car. Oh right, wow. but every page, something like as he tells it, had like. You know that thing where like monks would do it in ancient books, where like the first letter on a page, it's like illustrated. Yeah, would be yeah. blown up. Yeah. So it's always like you know the first letter. It's not quite illustrated, but it's like yeah. fifty times bigger. Yeah, it's weird, but yeah. But basically, people worked out that if you took the first letter of every article, yeah, it, it was a, it was an anagram, and it and it if you rearranged it, expelled out. If you think you're clever for solving this, just 
just imagine how hard it was to actually design it. That's really good. <laughs> and I was like, that's quite clever. Yeah. And then as could tell the story, he goes like, and then when people wrote in thinking they'd won a prize for discovering it, uh, I got fired. What? That's, that's the story. He's always told it. Right. Okay. But then I was thinking about it. It's like recently. I don't know why. But I was thinking like, that wouldn't get you fired. Surely not. And I was like, is that a lie? I was just thinking to myself, is that a lie, James? <laughs> James May lying to Did us. You get- get fired for another reason like oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah i can imagine that like you could get pulled up in front of your editor or whatever of the magazine you work for and you'd be like you're hiding secret messages in articles that you're writing for us yeah that's really not cool yeah but surely like the message that he that he left wasn't like you know fuck you editor-in-chief <laughs> yeah know? it was really it was really benign yeah, yeah exactly and so it'd be like I can imagine him getting disciplined or a warning for it because it's like you know if we don't if we let that behavior go unchecked, who knows what you're going to write next time, you know. But then, but then in the same vein, like it's not that yeah, yeah. it's not believable that you get fired for it straight off the bat. So yeah, what are you covering, James? Because we were talking about we were talking about experiences earlier where we yeah I was moments in our lives where you've kind of been talking to someone and then suddenly I'm very slow at this. I'm really slow realizing mm. it, but just moments where you suddenly go like. This is a lie. You're lying. Aren't this you? isn't true. Yeah. Like none no, of... I'm bad at this as yeah. well. Because I, I tend to just like, I take everything everything I'm said at face value. You know, it's just like, oh, he can't be lying. He, that must be the truth. You know? Yeah. And it isn't until much later that someone will go, you idiot, you gullible chungus. Like that was obviously a lie. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess it, I guess it kind of kind of was. It's like, I, I think may mentioned it on a previous episode, not that long ago. As a kid, I was like, I had a transformer and I took it to school. And then that transformer disappeared. And a kid told me, he was like, I think it fell down the drain. And then the next day he was like, yeah, I was walking home and I looked down the drain and I saw it flowing past. I was like, it definitely fell down a drain and then swept down the hill. And I was like, that's probably what happened. Yeah, and I was probably, quite, he and, wouldn't lie. And I was like, 35 years old when I realised he stole that. He stole that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I was, I was doing my accounts or something. I was like, he stole that fucking transformer. <laughs> piece of shit yeah the the boldness of that though that's what i love about the boldness of kids lies isn't it yeah. it's like, i saw it float he didn't have to say a second lie you know his first lie mm. which was i reckon it probably fell down the drain that was enough yeah you'd have accepted that you did accept that but if you're like six years old it's like i've only met like 10 people yeah at that age maybe, maybe less you know i live in a very small village and <laughs> so it's like i don't I, i've never met anyone who's lied once let alone twice exactly like, that boy lied twice especially to you i know well, it, must be, yeah. it must be true it must be true Oh, it must be. Yeah. Mm. I do worry that sometimes I'm a very trusting person. Yeah. Yeah, I worry that I'm a bit of a trusting. I'm too trusting. Yeah. yeah. I feel I'm very... No. I like to tell myself I'm quite savvy. I'm quite... I, I, I think I, we all like to tell ourselves Yeah, that. I'm like, oh, no, nothing gets past me. Yeah. And then when I kind of do, like, the tallying up of my life, I'm like, actually, a lot gets past <laughs> More me. More things got past yeah. than I caught. I'm very yeah. clueless, yeah. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Chris Ray and I went on our Great British tour mm. around the UK, yeah, 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 or I think we did. I keep forgetting. That could be a lie. Are you lying to me right no. now? It sounds like a lie. No, no, it's real. <laughs> sure. No, it must have happened because yeah. I drew on a map in the back of an ordnance survey book. I so. certainly think when you say no, it's real, that really yeah. helps. No, me no, no, believe. it's real. Yeah, yeah, no, it's real. No. Yeah, it's real. But uh, when at one point we were on our Great British tour, we landed in Liverpool. Landed, and we went out drinking in Liverpool. Nice. I've never and, been to Liverpool. And we were walking around Liverpool. And I can't remember any of this because we were drinking. But like, um, uh, there were two girls outside a club. And they were like, oh, you should, you guys are, hey, hey, how you doing? Having a good night? I was like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. You should certainly come in here and have a drink. I was like, yeah, it seems nice. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And we went in. And then I was like chatting to Chris Ray. I was like, that was very nice of him, wasn't it? <laughs> and Chris Ray was like, they 
they lured us in here to buy alcohol. We're like the only people in this club. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. I see. Right. I was like, well, why didn't you go along with this? He's like, well, I wanted to drink. <laughs> so, he was. He knew. He knew the ways of the world. Yeah, but he, but he still does it. Yeah, he still does the thing. <laughs> Are we like? Is this going to be like the the kind of the the Aesop's fable, the kind of like Charles Dickens event in our life where we go like, we're going to realise over the course of this show that we actually need him and miss him terribly. No. 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 <laughs> He's been absent from the show multiple times, and I've never learned any sort of lesson from his absence, and I refuse to. No. Or his presence, oddly enough. Indeed. No. Yeah, if, if anything, I learn less when he's here. Maybe the moments in which you truly appreciate Chris Ray are just when he's arriving and just when he's leaving. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, when he's been here a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say, like, um, we've actually created a homunculus at the side of a table <laughs> to replace him, uh, which is a pot of polyfiller. <laughs> It looks a lot like him. Actually. I know, imbued, yeah. imbued with many of the same qualities. <laughs> Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, I was getting, I was uh, fixing a hole in the ceiling the other day, okay. and I, I left my tools in yes. the record in the podcast studio. Very unprofessional, yeah. if I'm honest. But it does make me feel a little bit like he's here. Yeah, the nameless one. No, the indeed. one who shall be not be named. I feel Which like I'm sharing too many an- anecdotes. Really? Yeah. Well, one of them you've already shared on the show before. I know, so I know. That doesn't make it better. I was desperately trying to think when you were sharing that Transformers stealing anecdote. Yeah. I was desperately trying to think of one because I feel like I've been, I've been like lied to, and and, I, and I'm ashamed to to admit it. But I can't, I can't recall a single occurrence. Yeah. Frustratingly, but I'm pretty sure it's happened. But um, maybe I'm lying. We could just dive into the episode and try and hope that, like, sure, the, the rigid format of our show just saves us. Yeah, we, yeah. well, we've always hoped for that, but um, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> One day, <laughs> we should mention before though. Oh, you're right. Yes, that uh, that we have we have seen Sonic Two. Yes, we have, but we didn't want to discuss it without Chris. This was going to be this was going to be the hugest, most epic debrief. Yes. of the most significant cin- cinematic event of the year. Yes. Uh, but but then but then he did what he he did what he does best. Uh, so so it's coming. It's coming. Don't I know? I know you are all like hanging on the edge of your own asses to hear what we have to say about that movie. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you any advance sneak peeks. But it's coming. It's coming. It's we're gonna, gonna we're gonna do a bonus episode, something like maybe hopefully midweek or something. Yes, so it's gonna sit between this episode and the next canon episode. Yes, Chris Ray uh, is apologetic. He's ruined everything. He's ruined everything. Yeah. Uh, but he has apologised. Kind of. Not, I mean, well, yeah. kind he's, of. He's apologised to us. Kind of, and certainly not to you. Certainly, the, and he the won't. Don't, no, expect and he won't. Don't expect it. But uh, we're going we're gonna to chain him down yep. next week. And, we're, no and we're going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, and then we're all going to get on with our lives. Yeah. And you'll get a bonus episode with extra Chris Ray. It's win, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's win-win, but it's kind of win-lose because you get the extra Chris Ray. So it kind of balances out to a zero yeah. in a way. But um, I just wanted to say it now because I know you're probably all thinking, hey, Sonic 2's been out in the cinema for a long time and hey, those what? and those show called Hey Guys haven't talked about it. Hey now, what's the elephant in the room? Yeah, mm. what's, what's the big fox in the room? Well, let me tell you. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> we have some big foxes to give. <laughs> I don't give a fox. Um, I've got Hey. Yeah, mm. please, save us. So I, I'm on, I'm on TikTok. As we've talked about before, we can say a drug of some variety. I'm on, I'm on Ventolin inhalers, and I need them to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate that. No, um, I'm on TikTok. Okay, and and I like it, mm. but it is probably the single greatest source for hates that that I've ever encountered. Because um, I know quite a few of my past hates have come from TikTok, and it's nice that we're finally weaning ourselves off YouTube. 
yeah. as a source of hate. I feel like all I've done, though, is move on to a faster form of YouTube. <laughs> Like, like you know, Vine was ahead of its time because it was because yeah. Vine is next. TikTok can be TikTok can be three minutes long, max. Right? Yeah. So the next group big format is going to be like I don't know a thirty second format, and that's going to be in like ten years time. It'll be Vine two. Yeah, it's back, and then we'll get Vine, and then it'll finally be time for Vine with its seven seconds. It'll be finally its time. Why, why isn't like Vine just coming back? I heard that it was. Like, why wouldn't it? Someone's got to own Vine. I think the problem is, is that a lot of, A, the Viners, and a lot of the kind of stuff that you'd make on Vine yeah. is now being made on TikTok. Because it is kind of the perfect place for these little sketches. Were Vines always seven seconds, or did they start out six and then got... Oh. Ever, yeah, I, did <laughs> Plus stuff I don't seven. know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I only ever knew it to be seven seconds. Sure. I, didn't, I didn't actually know that it ever was any shorter or longer. I'm pretty sure it was locked at that. Which is wildly short when you think about it. Yeah. The fact that they were able to do anywhere near as much as they could with that time is Vine insane. Vine was kind of beautiful, actually. Yeah. We, I, I miss it. We didn't deserve it. But sorry, you were saying. TikTok. Yeah. So um, uh, I'm just going to say it. Um, eating out of a toilet. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've, I've had two TikToks now <laughs> where... And I oh, think it's, it's it's a genre, isn't it? I think it might be. Yeah. I, th- I think, it, but I think both of them were the same person. So I don't know whether the trend, <laughs> whether the trend has actually kicked off yet, right? <laughs> but the, but the way it goes okay. is is it, it, the, the scene opens, right? And we're in a bathroom. We're in a person's. Ba- it looks like a real bathroom. I I have to believe it's not. Okay, I'm, I'm putting my hands on my head right now. I know you can't see this, listeners, but like I'm exasperated. This can't be real. Yeah, it can't be real from what I'm about to explain. Yeah. Right, but it looks like a real bathroom. But the toilet is, I would say, cleaner than any toilet in any person's house ever. I'm not putting anyone on blast, but go home, look at your toilet, and tell me whether you'd eat out of it. <laughs> Check out your personal brand. It's it could not... be as clean as you claim. <laughs> yeah, you'd not eat out of it. I swear yeah. to God, this toilet looks like brand new, but it does look like a real bathroom. And it starts, and she's already piling ingredients into the toilet bowl. Right. Wait. Yeah, ingredients. So I think she has in some way, not plugged, but like put a layer of something in the bottom of the toilet bowl, right? Well, I mean, we've all plugged a toilet. I'm not necessarily going to eat off it. Well, (laughs) maybe that's the solution. (laughs) I don't know. So she's put some sort, let's say a gauze, I don't know, something down to prevent it, right? And she's pouring jelly beans in, right? She's pouring pouring, um, glassy cherries in. She's pouring dolly mixtures. She's pouring all sorts of sweets. Oh, sweets, I'm noticing. Yeah, Yeah. so this first one was sweet-oriented, right? Oh, and then, uh, and, and so the the bowl starts to fill up, and it's got like it's got fizzy bo- fizzy cola bottles, and it's got chocolate raisins, and it's got all sorts of. And it's just this like cocktail of sweets, right? And then, and then she's like, and and it's it's constantly filmed in this way, like it's kind of like um, fly on the wall, and she's like talking to Cameron. She's just like, like, like this guy has just walked in, and she was just doing this, like this is just what she does. Wait, sorry, could you describe <laughs> the camera angle? It's um, drunk slash unsteady. It's it's wild. It's it's like it's it's like we're we're trying to lean on the fact that this is very like um, he's just stumbled in on her and she's doing this and she's and she's kind of coy and embarrassed like oh you caught me in the middle of this oh well no worries I'll just keep going and she starts describing what she's putting in the toilet and everything and then she lifts the lid of the cistern right the back of the yeah. toilet and it's empty there's no water in there for some reason and she just picks from nowhere a bottle of what looks like cherry aid right and just pours that into the cistern. 
I think she does a couple more in like fast motion kind of. So the cistern is completely filled with red, fizzy, sugary drink, right? Puts the lid back on the cistern and then she goes, and here's the, here's the magical moment. And she flushes the toilet. And of course, Cherryade comes flushing into the bowl where all the sweets are and starts to swirl the, all the sweets up in Cherryade, right? And then she goes, look, 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 there it goes. It's turning, it's turning. This is it. This is the magic. And then she gets a straw out and a spoon. She jams the straw in, takes a sip from the toilet, and then digs a spoon in and starts and starts chowing, chowing down on the on the to- on the toilet meal that she's made. <laughs> this this the sweet toilet the sweet toilet meal she made that I wish she hadn't. Um. <laughs> And it's and it's like this is quite distressing. It's yeah, it was. Yeah, and it's kind of presented like I don't like this. Like, why don't you do that? You know, <laughs> that's kind of how it's presented. Like, like, hey, look at this fun toilet hack that you could do. But then, but then there's a second one, right? And she does a second toilet meal. And this one, <laughs> this one, she does loads of chocolate and brownies and cookies. And marshmallows. Oh, you've got to go for the browns and the blacks. You've yeah. got it because the got toilet it, yeah. is used to those colours, man. And then, you, and then she puts some squirty cream on top. Then she lifts the cistern again. Sure enough, no liquid in it. Milk goes in this time. Milk. Milk goes in the cistern, John. Chug a lug a lug a lug. Four pints of milk into the cistern. Flush. Milk comes out of the of the flush zone. <laughs> What? And now the chocolatey cookies and brownies and everything, that all starts swilling oh, up. Oh, it's a big mess. Yeah, oh, but it's a big, impractical mess. But how delicious does it mm. look? I would say not uh, very. Um, again, spoon, straw, get involved. Although, weirdly, the video always cuts just as she puts her mouth to the straw. But we don't actually see her mm. intake. Yeah, you don't see her. Interesting. Conspiracy? I think so. So... Two, I think, makes a series. I think that is now a series of videos on TikTok. Uh, when you said, when you originally said she made like a sweet meal, mm. and I was like, oh no, this is a series. I was thinking like, there's going to be a savory dish. There's going to be a well, what, yeah, it's gravy, isn't it? Yeah, she's going to put like like a rotisserie chicken in the pan. <laughs> yeah, and she's going to flush a a a uh, a load of uh, I don't uh, know brothy, yeah, yeah, like a like a, a kind of bisque, you know. Oh. The beauty is, is that she could like. I guess she'd need it to be hot water. Yeah. But I was going to say you could just upend the gravy granules into the cistern, and bam, you've got gravy. The beauty is, is that she's on the other side of a screen and theoretically can't find us. <laughs> I feel safer. Here's my question: <clears throat> How many people have tried this? Post her video because it had thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of views and likes. And like I said, her toilet seemed pretty clean. Did she? Did, did I, I don't. I don't TikTok. No. So my question is, when you view a TikTok, mm. can you automatically see the name of the channel? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was it called Toilet Surprise? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? Because when I saw the second <laughs> video, I was like, "Oh, is this is this a trend then?" Yeah. So I went on her page, and she'd only done two toilet uh, adventures, and everything else was just her clearly trying to find a viral. Sensation. It was just her like fucking about, basically, just doing yeah. stupid stuff. And she's, of course, like, she's quite young. She's quite hot. 
you know, so she's got that going for her. So she's like, right, I need to find my thing that's going to elevate me. Yeah. I think she's found it. I think she's found it. I think she's found it. It's toilet meal. There's so much to unpack here. Mm-hmm. Should we address the fact now mm-hmm. that a I mean, we both know it. Mm-hmm. We've got to say it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a not insignificant portion of those likes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say it. it's gonna be all right. We're come we're, we're, we're come on, John. Done. <laughs> One handed. <laughs> One handed. One handed. With an ob- obstructive keyboard. Because <laughs> the other hand was, was engaged. Otherwise engaged. Um, f- furiously. Furiously. <laughs> um, Right, writing a letter to the local MP. Yeah, I mean, it's a sex thing, isn't there's it? Gotta be, it's gotta, there's got to be a sex element. Yeah, somebody's... I don't know how, like... <sighs> I don't know how increasingly I become aware of the fact that these things have to be a sex thing, right? Yeah. But because because when you look at it on the surface, nothing sexy, nothing even sexual, other than the fact that it, I suppose a toilet could be construed to be construed to be sexual in mm. some way. Um, even then, I wish I hadn't said that out loud. That's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. But but some people see it that way, right? But but, but I should, I, mm. isn't it, would, it weird mm. that we're able to go? There feels like a sexual element to this, yes. even though it's just eating glassed cherries yes. and milk out of a toilet bowl. And what's weird is. I would have less of an issue mm-hmm. with seeing somebody make passionate love to a toilet <laughs> or somebody make making passionate love to a big milky pile of brownies and skittles. I would guarantee probably that both of those things have been done. I would have on film. Yeah. Now Everybody's got a thing. Yeah. Not trying to shame anybody. No kink shaming here. I would have no issue with people just dropping trowel, doing what God made them to do. There's an honesty, isn't there? There's an honesty to it. Yeah. Let's, let's, thank you, Nick. Yeah. Let's be honest <laughs> about our things. Yeah. Okay. Let's be forward. Put it, put it at the front. Hit, hit, look at me. You're I'm, an individual. I, I'm into this. Thing. Yeah. I'm into this. You're a free individual online and you want to fuck a toilet. <laughs> Fine. Nobody here is going to judge you. Get your bits out. Have a great time. Have a great time. Do not care. It's, it's, what I do take issue with, <laughs> it's for ones where it's hidden. Yeah. And you're like, it's two, it's two or more layers removed. But right, but right. doing the same thing. Writing's on the wall here. Yeah. Like, you are still kind of fucking that toilet. Yeah. We're, a, we're, we're now, and now we're all engaged in, yeah, in this trisk, we're all part of this now. Yeah, because that's it, isn't it? Yeah, like if it was just me watching someone fuck a toilet. Yeah, I'd be, I'd feel like disconnected from that. I'd be yes. like, here's a person doing what they love. 
here's a person showing me their hobby, but I'm not involved in any way. But the instant you start talking to camera and start sort of encouraging me to do this to my toilet, and on top of that, force me to kind of try and unravel it like it's some sort of like mystery. Yeah. Then I'm I'm now part of it. I'm talking about it right now yeah. on a podcast listened to by millions. Explain your. <laughs> explain your like. I know this is sexual, mm. but nobody's got their bits out and nobody appears to be having a good time. No, so, certainly not the viewers. So why does it feel more sexual yeah. than somebody just fucking a cistern? I know. Yeah. I know. I know. It's the dishonesty. It's just, it's inherently dishonest, John. That's that's layer one. Okay. That's layer one. So everyone who's commenting going like, oh, lol, this is so, oh, this is so funny. Ooh. Yeah, I've got to say, I didn't look at the comments. That's something I should have done. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe I'll safer here. Okay, so that's that's layer one. Okay. Layer two is, God, it's hard to be popular online, <laughs> isn't it? It's really hard to find a thing. When you're fundamentally untalented, yeah. it's really, really hard to find a niche. It It, it is. And it's like, yeah. if... I've dedicated my life, right, to to, to drawing yeah. and, and improving my art, yeah. and and also to some extent, you know, some writing and other bits around that, right. But 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 so if I was to ever try and pursue success or fame, dare I say it, I would probably try it in that vein because yeah. that's what I've dedicated my life to improving. Right? Yeah. But let's say you had nothing. You got right? nothing. You just got. You've got. No, you are talentless you d- you don't even have an idea of something you like you're talentless and yet you've already won the genetic lottery because yes. you're conventionally attractive you look incredible you look great yeah you're doing great so you think okay well i could do anything <clears throat> with an attempt to go viral oh, yeah. on TikTok. And it's like, well, I've got a pile of cabbages. There's a wind farm outside my house. I'm just going to drop kick cabbages into that wind That's turbine. such a great video idea. <laughs> and it, fingers crossed. Yeah. And the thing is, you say that. You say it's That's such a great video idea. And it is. It's objectively a good video idea. Mm, it's very good. But it might not go viral. It might not go viral. So it's a lot of effort, else. isn't it? I, yeah, I don't think mm. I could drop kick a cabbage it's high a lot, It's a lot of effort to go to something that might, nobody, no, nobody may see it. Nobody may see it. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's yeah. got a toilet, though. Except for some some people probably. Yeah. But. So okay, so issue two is okay. It's very hard to be a hack, and have nothing to offer. Indeed. But also want to be famous. Yes. Issue three. Here we go. Let's get deeper. And I think I've this is one I've been really skirting around is. Mm. And while you were talking just then, I was I was kind of engaged, but I also really really got a flash where just for a second I appreciated the true horror <gasps> of even pretending to drink milk. Out oh, of I your see. toilet bowl, yeah, and I, I kind of, I kind of did just feel sick, yeah, yep. for a moment. So I, I felt sick watching it. So that's fair. This is really issue three, and I feel I feel this is kind of the big one. It's either a real toilet, mm-hmm. and you've got to cut at the right moment, like you, you really have to cut, yeah, or they have constructed the world's most elaborate, utterly sterile set. They bought a brand new toilet. It has to, yeah, this would it, it would have to be a full bathroom because you didn't just see the toilet. Yeah, they have, which means mm. this is how hard they've gone. Yeah, and like going viral doesn't necessarily mean millionaire. Doesn't necessarily mean making any money at all. It just mm. means you've got a certain amount of clout, I guess, mm. which some people want, crave, whatever. But it's not going to pay for that bathroom set that you made. Yeah, uh, which won't be cheap because that no. toilet flushed as well, so it was plumbed. And that's another thing I don't understand because doesn't doesn't the system feed water in from the water supply? Yeah. So the instant she hits flush, but as long as that milk's going to get mixed in with water, 
Assuming it's a real toilet. Okay, well, that's a big assumption, isn't it, that I made there? If it isn't a real toilet... Well, then this is even more complicated. You could theoretically... You could fill the system with Cherry Aid. Yeah. And it would drain once, but then wouldn't refill. Uh, or it would refill with water. If it's plumbed in. If it's plumbed in. Yes, yeah. I suppose you're right. You could just fill it with Cherry Aid, because it's a mechanical system, yeah. isn't it? So you could fill it with Cherry Aid, pull the lever, and it would empty the system once yeah. of Cherry Aid. Okay, so let's say this then. So she bought a new toilet... Yeah. I think I think I could see a sink in the shot. So she bought a sink. Yeah. Um, she made either a quarter of a room or a whole room and tiled it to create a very convincing looking bathroom. Yeah. You're describing this now, and that seems like a lot of effort. It sounds like something a crazy person would do. It, it sounds like a lot of effort, particularly when she hasn't found her niche yet. No, she doesn't. This know is the video this... that made her. And and like I said, I went on her other videos, and they were all random attempts at trying to find a viral video. Yeah. So. Like, she knows how hard it is. She knows how hard it is to find yeah. that, that, that gem. So we have to assume if she's a low-level channel, mm-hmm. hasn't well, really... she was, not now. Was, well. Oh. But that might be issue four. Um, issue three. So low-level channel, you got low effort, yep. but high achievement. That's what you want. Absolutely. You do the toilet thing. Mm. You're not going to build a toilet. You don't know it's going to land. No. I don't know how to build a toilet. So we, we have to face... The inescapable reality that this might be a real toilet. This is it, isn't it? And you've got to cut. What is it? Who was it? Was it Sherlock Holmes who said, "Usually, it's the most likely." If you, I've... yeah, <laughs> let's eliminate every every alternative. I'm pretty sure, word for word, it was usually, mate. If it's the most likely thing, it's probably that. I think yeah. that's. I think that's what the quote is. Yeah. Uh, word for word. But yeah, the most likely explanation is usually the correct one, and that suggests, John. That she thought a good old clean of the toilet, good old bit of, you know, just maybe 10 minutes. We can only hope. Clean the toilet. That'll be all right. I don't think they make bleach uh, that is destructive enough to make me eat out of a toilet. No. Unless it's a B&Q display toilet. Yeah. And I've got a raging chub. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> I don't think they make bleach delicious enough for me, <laughs> for me to want to... If you're, you're there and you're like, here's the toilet, Nick, or here's the bleach. Yeah. <laughs> you have a choice. Okay, it, point four. Point four. The arms race she's now found herself in. She is, she's ruined. She's ruined. Yeah. A promising young thing. Yeah. You have signed your own death warrant. She's got to go bigger now. Yeah. She's got to find a way to go bigger. Yeah. She, and is there any way to go bigger after that? You can't stop. You want that fame. You wanted that fame so much that you ran the bristle brush under the rim. Oh God! Oh, you wadded I toilet. Pa- you wadded toilet paper in the bottom of your pan. Yeah. And th- and then you filled it with sweeties mm-hmm. for the children, Nick. And then you you poured milk into the system. So where do you go from here? You can't stop now. Well, for one, her toilet's clogged. Fact. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? That's weird. Yeah, that's she's not getting back from that. People talk about like it was right up to the the sea, right up yeah. to the sea. There's Brilliant. that there's that joke, isn't it, about like you know I that toilet I want that toilet so clean I could eat my dinner out of it. Yeah. They never talk about plugging the toilet no. to make a kind of big bowl. That's true. Because then you got a problem, haven't you? Because you've plugged you've clogged your toilet. If I dropped a dead jelly beans down my toilet now, they'd just go. Yeah. They'd just be gone. Yeah. 
I've just randomly remembered a weird thing where when I was a kid, we had some trouble with the toilets in our house. Mm. Um, and we called a plumber out and uh, they had to like dig up the road. And to, to get at the pipes because right? of what you did, because, because of, of what you did, because of what I, because of, because of what I made. <laughs> no, the weird thing was, it turned out to not be like it, it was affecting a few houses on the street, right? Be- what you because did. of what I did. <laughs> no, no, okay, right, no, yeah. back up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and it turned out that they dig up the main sewage pipe. And there was a duvet in it. And the plumbers were like, I don't know. I don't know how this happened. And the only explanation they could come up with is that someone flushed a duvet. But it's like, no, that, I, can't, I, that no. can't work, right? If that's like your... Okay, now that's, that's the story as you remember it. Yeah, I mean, but, I did do a massive dump that day. So. <laughs> but the story also is, and the story we're not seeing here, mm. is that, that there's a young man who is on his first week on the job. Right, yep. And he's partnered with an elderly, a wizened toilet repairman. He's seen it all. He's seen it all. Oh, he, th- he thought so. <laughs> he's seen it all. Yeah. He lived through the fibre shortages of the early <laughs> 70s. Like, he's seen it all. He's seen, and he, literally... Yeah, he knows about the iron blockage. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I saw the iron blockage with my own eyes, boy. And these two men... And, and to you, you go like, what a funny story. And yeah. the anecdote ends. <laughs> and these two men, white white of face yes. and shaking, climb back into the car and they sit in silence for a moment. And they talk about the fact that they found a mattress in a pipe. <laughs> and and the young man is is like, we have to tell people. Yeah. We have to tell people about them. <laughs> The mattress that someone flushed down a toilet. And the older man goes, you'll say nothing. <laughs> we take this to our graves. This is the wild thing. Because yeah. I remember when they pulled, it wasn't a mattress, it was a duvet. But but yes, like when they pulled That's that better, maybe. <laughs> slightly better. Slightly. Yeah, yeah. When they pulled that duvet out, it was it was like black. Yeah. Um, and they took it away. They took it in their van. <laughs> they have to contain it. They have to destroy it, lest, lest the press find out. Yeah. If people could know, if the, if the general populace could know that you can flush a duvet. Yeah. Is a duvet just like a kind of industry term for <laughs> what you did? What I did? <laughs> <laughs> I never beat that record. No. <laughs> yeah. Hypothetically speaking, mm. in two years' time, mm-hmm. when um, Toilet Fun is the biggest channel on TikTok. Biggest channel on TV. Yeah. yeah. When this girl is has billions of subscribers. And billions of dollars. To her toilet fun TikTok channel. Mm. Mm. And you started with you started with skills and Dolly Mix. She started so small. So my question to you, Nick, is once when you start to deviate and uh, diversify and you're like, okay, we've got to do different meals, we've got to come up with new things. Mm. Mm. You're gonna try a lot of things. Yes. So over the course of her journey, what's the worst thing to eat out of? She's going to eat out of a toilet. Oh, eat out of a toilet? Yeah, this is what I mean. I mean, like, she's constantly adding new foods. You've talked about, like, you said, like, a bunch of sweets with mm. Cherry Aid. I'm yeah. like, that's pretty yeah. rough because it's coming out of a toilet. And then you said milk on a brownie. 
Yeah. And I'm like, that is somehow worse. <laughs> Here's the thing. Whatever the meal is, yeah. so I'm setting the rules now. Whatever yeah. the meal is, it has to have a liquid accompaniment. Yeah. Right. So, for example, cereal. Right? You can fill your toilet bowl. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Fill your t- ch- ch- uh, cereal bowl with Wheatos, right? Yeah. <laughs> the professor's best. There's the little brown gear wheels that the professor loves so much in all his inventions. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. And then fill the system with milk. We've had yeah. milk before, but now now we're sloshing up a, a chocolatey cereal mix ready for the ready to start your day. Keep hunger locked up till the next sh- shit. Yeah. So that's pretty bad. You see, now... I'm getting a memory oh. of as a kid, we got a uh, a sample box of cereal somehow. Mm. Don't know why. Of like, um, awesome. you know, Nesquik for chocolate rabbit. Yep, it loves it. <laughs> uh, they did a cereal which was like little chocolate balls. Yes, I really liked it. Actually, I loved it. Well, here's where we differ. Okay, as people, because you know me, I like a plain. Yeah, dry. you like a plain ball. Yeah, I like, I, like, I like some bran, I like some Weetabix. I like uh, I like to take a twig from a lawn, just yeah. kind of dunk it in. You don't even snap it. No, just put it, just no, put it in no, 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 it's just flavour, yeah. <laughs> Gnaw the bark off. And we got this as kids, this, and this chocolate bowl. I've never had chocolate milk at that point. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I still to this day cannot stand the idea of chocolate milk. Interesting. Don't enjoy it. Okay. And we tried it, mm-hmm. didn't care for it. Sure. And we were like, oh, I don't like this. What do I do? Now you got a bowl of bowl of milk with like little marbles floating in it yeah so we flushed it down the toilet oh no and it wouldn't go away oh they float they float the balls wouldn't float and they didn't dissolve is this the origin because when i watched this video of this of this woman yeah i felt a bit sick full mask yeah yeah but you described earlier how and you haven't seen the video i've no, described you it. described it you did a very good job of describing it i'm really good at that. which is what's bad yeah. i think yeah. but also you you said something about a visceral reaction that you had to just to just thinking about it obviously yeah. we went we went very quiet on yes. the podcast well i mean we had to really just kind of ruminate on that yeah. yeah and i just wonder whether in a way this is this has scarred you what mm. happened to you throwing that cereal down the toilet you've now associated chocolate milk and cereal with a toilet and I've just brought all that back up. Yeah. Yeah, that really, I remember so that sorry. moment as a child. It really was my sexual awakening at the mm, time. Yeah. Yes. That's when I realized I was sexually attracted to food in a toilet bowl. I somewhat agree. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not with that. Girl, thanks, Nick. There's no, there's no half measures. I wholeheartedly yeah. agree. Yeah. No. Um, like with the whole with the whole chocolate milk thing. Yeah. Like I like chocolate milk. Okay. But I don't like it when a cereal turns my milk chocolatey. No. Now, now that sounds really weird, but they're not the same. No. A bottle of chocolate milk made to be chocolate milk is one thing, but like milk that's had cereal in it. If I haven't successfully eaten all of my milk with the cereal, if I yeah. have milk left. I don't like drinking that milk. No, that's that's the devil's milk. Now. Yeah. That has to go away. Because it's got like cereal residue in the milk. Yeah. So it doesn't taste like milk. It tastes like a weird sort of wheaty milk. Yeah. And the chocolate milk that's made from, say, after Cocoa Pops or Wheatos is the same. It's not chocolate milk like you get in a carton that's specifically chocolate milk. It's like some weird devil's chocolate milk. Yeah. And I, it kind of turns my stomach a little bit. There was a guy who I lived with at university. Okay. The laziest man I've ever met, uh, and his gimmick was his his <laughs> shtick. Everyone has a gimmick. Everyone has a, everyone's got a thing. <laughs> his thing was that uh, because uh, he only had two hours of lecture lectures a week. What was he studying? Uh, history and politics. Ah, I think. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, th- he would only get up 
like at 2 p.m. maybe. You know, I've never seen a man sleep that much in my wow. life. Uh, and he would always just like kind of scumble out of bed in his boxes at like two in the afternoon, make himself a big milky bowl of cereal, have like two spoonfuls, and then just go like, can't finish that. And just put it on the side. And so the house would just be full oh my of like half finished bowls of cereal. Oh my God. More milk than man. You know, the ratio is not just good. Yeah. Wasting so much it's horrible. food and milk. Yeah, oh God. And just and I think that really just cemented this idea that I do not like this secondhand milk business. It's not good. I've got an idea of what could be really bad in a toilet. Yeah. A bad toilet meal. Yeah, bad toilet meal. What if you put a load of it's ramen, basically. So what if you put some noodles, some some prawns, some uh, a tea stained egg, and a load of bean sprouts in the toilet, and then in the cistern you put some boiling hot delicious broth. And then pull that lever to flood your ramen with cistern broth. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad, isn't it? I was kind of thinking, I was genuinely racking my brain trying to think what, and the worst my brain has taken me to. Cereal's pretty bad. Cereal is bad, yeah. Ramen is bad because there's so much craft has gone into making like delicious tonkatsu. It's like sacrilege. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was thinking like fondue. Oh my God, thick cheese. <laughs> yeah. Thick, goopy, thick flush cheese. Goopy, <laughs> thick, goopy cheese. Do you think, I wonder, hmm. wonder if it would work? No, it probably wouldn't flush, would it? It would probably ruin your toilet forever. Yeah. But I think in many ways we're ruining the toilet forever. Yeah. I wonder if it's ruined the toilet for me in general. I think I'm just going to shit in the garden from now on. Shit in the cupboard. Shit in the cupboard. Why not? No, that's true. Up yeah. is down, left is purple. Shit in the cupboard. You know, yeah. yeah. Eat out of my toilet, shit in a cupboard. Yeah. If Done. You... Great. Do you want to move on? I've got hate. Good. I hate it when uh, an advert is trying to be funny. Oh, no. But really has to explain the joke. Oh, God. Okay. So we're back to our old friend YouTube here, which is frankly where I... Well, it could be... You can substitute YouTube for TV or any platform that has advertising. Let's be honest. We never go outside. No. We I never won't. do anything. Chris Ray is the one who does things. And that's I know. why he's not here today. Man of the people. I sit on my toilet on TikTok. You sit on your couch, barely you, awake in you front s- of YouTube. <laughs> you sit on your toilet, shitting onto a three-tier wedding cake. <laughs> it's the only way yeah. I can finish, John. Okay. <laughs> Stop king shaving. It has to be a wedding cake though, and they're so expensive. So we uh, we we talk a lot about like bad advertising, indeed. Because we we Chris Ray included, we all work in this. We world. kind of work in the advertising. Yeah, world, we've seen us. it. We yeah. we've been on. We're on the other. We've, we know how the sausage is made. We've been customers. Yep. And we've been makers, creators. Yeah, creators. Yeah. Um. I'm a. F- <laughs> I can't see an advert now without seeing the boardroom, the boardroom meeting. I'm the, the same. Yeah. Every in, time. Yeah. I'm like, they got here. From yes. A, from a, ch- an, a group of adults chatted. A, a group of adults. Yeah. The initial, I can't get past the initial brainstorming session now. Mm. So there's a couple of adverts going at the moment. There was one uh, right around the time that like lockdown restrictions were starting to ease. Okay. And it's all about like the world is opening up again. You can get out there. Was it chewing gum? Uh, no, but they I did one. I know the yeah. one you mean. Yeah, but it's like more importantly, you can go on holiday. Oh. You can go on holiday. Yes, yes. Because we've cause, all been waiting. Because the holiday companies, the travel companies, have been shitting themselves. Yeah, yeah. And they haven't been able to use a toilet. 
Because <laughs> there's a bloody, yeah, I don't know, um, uh, a moose bush. A black <laughs> forest gato. <laughs> Actually, my shits look like Black Forest Gatto. Yeah, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and so they're very worried. There was, I think, it may have been hotels.com. Oh, cool. And there, there was an advert for hotels.com. It's an imaginative URL. And the gimmick was, uh, the gimmick is basically like, what else could go wrong? Mm. Mm. You know, as right. like, oh gosh. What they're not saying is my holiday got cancelled because of a global pandemic. Yes. They're going like, oh no, aliens have invaded. Right. You know, so it's always like, oh, something no, worse. I, I'm going to book a holiday. Oh no, <laughs> a giant robot is attacking. Oh. Huh. But thankfully, I don't have to worry about my hotel booking because of hotels got caught. Oh. Heroes. There's a journey. Yes. Shit, yes, but there's, a, shit, there's yeah. a journey. But the problem is, they came up with that concept, but then they didn't have the confidence in their concept to let the visual language of storytelling tell their story. Right. So, this and this, this is kind of just cements it perfectly for me. That's the joke. Yes. But then they re- somebody at some point in pre or post production was like, it's not clear enough what the fuck is happening. Oh my God. Let's have a narrator. Like literally explain what's happening, right? So it's so so you've got like oh uh, alien invasion, yeah yeah yes yes yeah yeah all that kind of gimmick you know. But then it's like um, what you could have had there could have been a reality where it's like um, what are you doing, darling? Oh, I'm just booking the holiday. There's nothing to worry about. Oh no, look out the window and it's like a, a UFOs. Oh no, but then the guy just smiles and goes. Mm, nothing, it's okay, darling. Nothing to worry about, you know. My room is safe with click. hotel.com. And he goes, and then, and then, and then a voice could come up at the end and just go like, there's nothing to worry about when you book with hotels.com. Yeah, it's brilliant. Fine, it's an ad. Great. It's done. Visual storytelling. Still garbage, but, but they didn't, fine. They didn't have the confidence. So instead, they do all that kind of shit. But then a voiceover goes like, when you're booking a holiday, you might be thinking to yourself, oh my God. What else could go wrong? Oh, God. <laughs> And there's another one. I, I know, and there's another one at the moment, which is uh, I can't even remember what the ad is for. That's how great the advert is. They've, they've nailed it. But the gimmick is that doing our thing, whatever that is, is really simple. It's so simple. Right. The only reason you wouldn't want to do it is because you enjoy complicated. Right. That's so, what they're trying to sell us on. Yeah. So yeah. so that's that's the that's the boardroom meeting. He goes like, what if we're, hey guys, I've got an idea. I just get a line of coke. What if, <laughs> what if we're like. I am buzzing. Yeah. Whoa. 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 Guys. Does anyone well. want some Nesquik? <laughs> You're like, what if, oh, it's so simple. People uh, only don't do it because they've got a thing for complicated. Whoa. Oh, that's a great idea, Gary. <laughs> yeah. There is no Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Scene missing. It's <laughs> a great idea. Gary's been dead for five years. So, <laughs> so the ad is, and we go like, it's so simple. Voiceover. It's so simple to book on our website for whatever. I don't know. The only reason you wouldn't do it is because you like complicated. And then, there's, and then the camera is showing a living room, and a man walks towards us, and he's wearing really ridiculous shoes. Right. Like, like just like comically large shoes. Right. And it's hard to walk in them. Yes. And he shuffles over and they've got bells on them so they make like a little bell. And I'm like, 
okay, that's a bit of. I'm like, okay, that's a bit of a weird punchline, but I, I guess I it's get, still, I still working. I kind of get what you're saying, but then the advert's not over. Of course not. And he looks at the camera and goes, "I like complicated. These shoes take four hours to put on. That's the joke." <laughs> Cut. Did we get that? And then the advert just goes. <laughs> Off. Isn't it funny to think that there's some really goofy, weird shit adverts yes. out there? Oh, yeah. And a load of grown-up people mm. had to spend hours yes. to make that happen. And at yeah. no point in the process, because it was probably like a three-day shoot. Oh, yeah. There was probably a props team that had to make those shoes. Oh, my they God. probably had a couple of weeks to do that. Yeah. There was there was probably a storyboard. There was, there was all of the production team. There was everything. There was probably a team of about... I'm going to say it, 300 people at least involved. And that's excluding the decision makers, the guys who came up with the idea. Yes. Right? The horrible truth is you're right. And that's what we got. That's the, that's the joke. And it's not a good joke to begin with. No. And you and had to explain it. it. I heard something the other day, and I found this quite profound, where someone said that one of the worst things that happened to the world was maybe around 20 to 30 years ago, people with advertising qualifications convinced themselves they were funny. Mm. And I was like, that's quite a profound statement. That's very true, because people with advertising qualifications can't necessarily do anything else. No. And comedy or creativity are two kind of independent skills. Yes. And having worked in comms and a little bit of marketing or having worked close enough to the marketing teams where I see what they do... It's amazing how little creativity <laughs> there actually is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. And like I work in I work for a design agency. Mm. Quite often I make ads, but my background is creative. Yes. Like I learned about making things. I learned about telling stories. I learned about creating narratives with artwork. So it's like I've ended up in advertising and and I would like to think some of the adverts I come up with are okay. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> because my background isn't in advertising. It's in making fucking shit that actually communicates and works. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. It's a, it's it. You there's there's so much involved to make a good ad. Yeah. Um. And and and, and there aren't many out there. And there have been some. And there've been some genuinely been some good ones. great ones that can yeah. transcend. That, yeah. The fact live on. That's an ad. Yeah. You know. But but then you're starting to treat them like making a movie mm. or making a, uh, like a, se- a TV show or something. You're 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 using those sorts of skills and yeah. like there's a famous um, director and I can't remember his name, but he does a lot of um, uh, music videos. Did a lot of music videos. I think he's Chris Columbus. I think is his mm. name actually. I think I want to say it's not that Chris Columbus, um, but he he did like Apex Twin Apex Twin music videos and mm. they're like all weird and surreal and stuff. And he did some ads and they're really really good because yeah. his background isn't in advertising yeah. it's in making like interesting visual and creative storytelling yeah. things it's horrible to be and this is a bit where you do kind of I guess we are kind of blowing our own trumpets a little bit because well maybe we no maybe frankly we can say this with authority because we, we make shit yeah we make we make comics and games and whatnot. we've been doing this for a long time and now. we have to advertise them and it's annoying when you're the one vaguely creative person in a room and somebody, an executive, a manager, goes like, why don't we try to be a bit funny? Oh. Funny. funny? Funny. Funny. And then it's like inches from my face going funny. <laughs> and it's like, this is going to be painful. Oh, God. This is going to be painful because humor, as written by managers, oh, no. is not good. And also, your Mr. Manager 
How yeah. old are you? 58. And, yeah. you know, let's be honest, a gammon. Like, <laughs> your idea of what's funny is going to be very different from yes. what mine is. And you're going to charge me with the task, because I'm the agency, yeah. of making your advert, and then I'm going to present it to you, and you're going to go, well, that's not very funny. No. And it's like, no, it is. You just, you're just an idiot. You're going to say... We've got to be young and fresh and hip. But I know what that is. We've got to be disruptive. Oh, God. So I'm going to hand it over to the young, the hip, the the cooler members of the team. Nick, do you know where they are? <laughs> you know. so I'll find them. They're going, to bring, they're going to bring in the disruptive personalities. Yeah. And they're going to say, so you want us to be... You, you're, hang on. Whoa. You Before... Uh, mm. Mr. Manager, sir, are you giving us the green light to be <gasps> disruptive? Because before I take the chain off, yes, I need to know. Because I can't necessarily put it back on. No. And what you're going to get, ooh, it's going to blow your dick off. Yeah. Okay. And, so, I, and I'm sitting next to you across the table, and I'm like, it will actually blow your dick off. This isn't like hyperbole or no. allegory or analogy or joke. No. This is your dick will be gone. He's a creative professional. He doesn't do allegory. Yes. <laughs> You have to realise that the price you're paying for this incredible ad is your penis. Yeah. Yes, let's do it. Let's go for it. Yeah. But you... But... Then I deliver. But, yeah. Just go for it and I'll get signed off. Yeah. What was that? What? What? Nothing? No, what? sign. No. Okay. Yeah, no, you have complete freedom. But complete freedom complete to do freedom. whatever you want. You have complete freedom, yeah. And I have, and I have final sign-off. What was that? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, why weird. would you have final sign-off? When you don't know anything, you, you, I mean, you've hired me yeah, but as the creator, like you, yeah. because you know, you no, and I, no, and I get what you're saying. No, well, I don't know if you do because I, no. I'm, just, I'm just gonna clarify it. No, and I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, um, I, I respect you. Yeah, I can tell. I respect you. You bring it to the table, <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I'm just gonna completely shut down your opinions sure, right now. Sure, no, I'm used to that because uh, uh, I, I, I respect you. I brought you in. Yes, you I, did. I want that fire. You brought it in because you couldn't make the thing, right? You can't make the. Thing. Uh, you no. Me in. Yeah, no, that's I, not the I, reason. I brought you in. I, I brought you in because we uh, our, our shareholders have acknowledged right that you can bring a certain uh, uh, pizzazz, a certain to, fire, a certain fire, youth, and we don't want to dilute that. No, you don't. No, don't want to dilute that at I'm all. I'm glad you're saying that. I'm we glad want, you understand. We want everything you can bring to the table. Great. However, I am the managing marketing director. Not doubting that. And and ergo, uh, it is my project. Mm. So I will get complete sign off on mm. this. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But you have complete freedom to do whatever you want. Complete freedom. But yeah. obviously, we've got two rounds of revisions. Yeah. Well. And yeah. I do get I do get final sign off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so off you go. Come up with a. Some, yeah, we're on good. the uh, seventh floor. Yeah, I'm just going to go out the window. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. yeah no, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and 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 thus, creativity dies. Yes. Yeah. In, uh, every every day, creativity dies in a boardroom. Yeah. Every day, it's yeah, mm. it's wild. <sighs> well, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It sucks. It's just kind of, I feel like a day walker. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm caught between worlds, and I I just I. I don't know why uh-huh. it pains me so mm. much. I, I I think I think I get uh, I get pain from a missed opportunity. Mm. I get pain from knowing like because because I work for a lot of clients and I don't give a fuck about any of their shit. I don't give a fuck about any of their businesses. It's all boring. It's all shit. I hate it all. I hate all of it. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Oh uh, but, it's awful. But yeah. I have to advertise their stuff and I have to create content and and like materials that are engaging and exciting within reason. Obviously, mm-hmm. and they always have final sign off. But 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 I but I but I don't I don't care no at all. No. But when they dilute an idea that I've had, despite the fact that I, I really can't stress enough how little I care, if they ruin an idea, no matter how basic or, or, or simple or straightforward it might have been, yeah. I 
I feel sad in a weird yeah. sort of way because this could have been something. It wouldn't have been amazing. It wouldn't have changed the world. It wouldn't have even been good <laughs> necessarily. No. But it would have been better but than the, what you've ended up with. But the collective... I'm not going to say that advertising is like high culture, but no. it, you kind of feel that collectively we've lost something. Yeah. Because cause if every good idea is tempered, like if every good idea yeah. has to be dialed down that's it. to 60%. I think that's what we're talking yeah, about. Then as a whole, everything's mediocre. Yeah. Everything, and, yeah. But, but the proof is everywhere. Yeah. All of TV is pretty mediocre. All of TV advertising, all of YouTube advertising, a lot of YouTube is pretty fucking mediocre because it's not just the edges, the sharp edges that get worn off of everything in order to make them a little more acceptable and a little more fitting into into the world mm. in general. It's not just that. It's that everything gets pushed back to this horrible banality and, like, genericness. Yeah. And everything is the fucking same. And, that, and that's where we end up. And people say they want to be disruptive. People say they want to stand out. And when you give them a genuine way to do that, they ruin it until it's the same as everyone else's. And then one company will come along where... I don't know, the manager wasn't in that day. Cadbury's with a gorilla playing a drum kit. Yes. And suddenly everyone goes, oh, how did they do that? I'll tell you how they fucking did that. The manager was out. Yes. He was out and the staff made a call. And then, I don't know, uh, every other company in the world is like, let's put a gorilla in the ad. Yeah. That's clearly how it works. And of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. Anyway, so yeah, like it turns out actually coming up with a joke is is quite hard. Yeah, who'd have thought? Yeah. Except I, we do it every day on this I, podcast. Welcome to a show called Hate. It, that was just the prologue. <laughs> 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 See, that was a joke. That was good. That was good. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. It's just funny, isn't it? Because like comedy and humour mm. are two very different skills. Indeed, they are. Uh, two very different things. Building a joke requires craft it's like a magic trick you have the promise and the prestige oh, the prestige the prestige uh but being humorous lots of little observations yeah you gotta know your crowd know your audience you know they are kind of skills yeah you know i'd say uh, you spark a wit in there yeah a quick thought it kind of goes back to like that tiktok thing I get annoyed with all these conventionally beautiful people who've got nothing to offer. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, great. You look amazing. Yeah. My God. You know, I'm sorry to be in the same hemisphere as you. <laughs> you should be. Uh, it's a shame you couldn't bring anything Any. to the table. Anything to the table. I uh, brought the idea of making a meal in a toilet. Uh, you didn't have that idea. I didn't really think there was such a thing as an anti-idea. No, you're right. It's now happened. It is an anti-idea. Yeah, it's like you've actually punched a hole in... Not you personally, but you, well, you did bring it well, to the table. I, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm you've sorry. kind of punched a hole in the collective unconsciousness now. Yeah, I think I think there's a merit to having uh, the the idea of an anti-idea. Yeah, because just because the thing you did, no one else has thought to do, that doesn't make that okay. Yes, and it's, an idea is an inherently positive thing. Yes, it's not even so much that it's a bad idea. No, because even a perfectly neutral idea wouldn't take anything away. It's like you've had an idea. Which has actually robbed us of something. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And, and and especially yourself. Like an idea normally has an impact on your life, or be yeah. negative or positive, or maybe somewhat neutral, but it has a, it has an impact nonetheless. Mm. This this has a this has a problematically if there was another axis, we need another axis yeah. to describe the the Zorth the Zorth axis. The Zorth axis, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the direction we're moving in with these ideas, these anti ideas. That's got to be a tough one, isn't it? When you're like, uh, Dad, look at this. I got 
two million likes on TikTok. Oh, Deborah, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Let me have a look. I'm dying. <laughs> I wasn't before. This was just my voice. But now I'm dying. (laughs) It doesn't withers away to dust. Mm. Your sweet, sweet parents Mm. would turn to ash if they had to watch a TikTok. And then she'd put that ash in a toilet. Yeah. My parents' ashes. Oh, my God. That's that's the one. (sighs) Go, love. Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, thank God, yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek Voyager. Oh, um, and my love isn't specifically Star Trek Voyager, but instead it's the fact that Star Trek Voyager is a very old TV show. Well, it well, it is now. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. 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 yeah, it is. It is. But it's it's shot in four by three or three by four mm. uh, ratio. I can't remember which way around it is. Uh, but it's basically two, two by seven. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Basic. It's basically a square. On and on my uh, on my very large widescreen TV, it's it's there's just two huge black bars down the side because it's a it's basically just a square, right? But the result of this is. That in order to frame every shot with characters talking to each other, they have to be really close. <laughs> yeah. And it's really weird. Like, going back and watching shows filmed in 3 yeah. by 4 is really weird. Because, like, you know, Captain Janeway, she's on the bridge. She needs to she needs to um, talk privately. No, not even privately. She needs to just talk with her first officer, Captain Commander, Cho- no, Commander Chakotay, right? Yeah. So she goes over to talk to him. And I am about three or four feet away from you right now. Yeah. And you can hear me fine. Yes. Right. Yeah. And if anything, if I was any closer, you'd probably throw up or something. I yeah. Um, but she, like, their noses are almost touching. <laughs> She has to get so close. You're so right. I never thought because, about that. Because they can't, if they have a wide shot, the TV resolution was too low back then. So you couldn't see their faces. So they have to punch in. So you have to be like sort of bust shot upwards, right? Yeah. But then to do that, because it's a square format, if they were the same distance apart as a person would actually stand, one of them would be out shot. So, so you'll see, and it's hilarious. Like just go on, any of you listening now, go on Netflix. I don't care if you like Star Trek or not, it doesn't matter. Just pick a random Voyager episode and watch the first five minutes. Oh my God. And you'll see them walk into frame and they're so close to each other. And I notice it all the time. And it's so funny. It's like they are just all intimately involved with each other. You're right, God, yeah. Like I never thought about that because people talk about like the different aspect ratios and how certain aspect ratios suit yeah, cinema in of, different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they do like um, obviously um, a lot of TVs now are standard kind of widescreen, which is like what yeah. ten eighty by nineteen twenty. Yes, nineteen twenty. Yeah. Is that six to nine ratio? Yeah, maybe people talk about six. Is it six know. to nine or? I'm not very good at these ratios. Nine to sixteen. There's like some kind of like. No, I think it's nine to sixteen. Nine to sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Weird yeah. ratio. But there's also like super wide screen. There's it's like, like a letterbox. Yeah. yeah. And but like... I, as a kid, I never understood why at the time, why we went from three by four to widescreen. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, it's weird that you, why didn't you just make it bigger? Yeah. In, in, in every direction, just the same format, but just make it larger. But I get it now. I think filmmakers were probably constantly frustrated at this at this format because yeah. they were having to push people so close to each other all the time. And I wonder if it's true for other TV shows made at the same time filmed in that format. It's just I'm watching Star Trek and I'm noticing it. Wasn't something like, uh, oh, I don't know, Friends, like a sitcom of the day? That started in 3x4 at least, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like That'd be worth watching again and just looking for this. Or is it like if a sitcom, there's a classic like three camera setup, yeah. isn't it? 
So maybe it's less noticeable because you can be jumping around a little bit. That's not kind of the camera work that like Star Trek. No, because Star Trek's very, very dialogue heavy. Yeah. So it's very much like people in corridors talking about strategies and ways to reroute power through the deflector shield so that they can create an anti-pulsar charge. You know, that sort of thing. I love that episode. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. it's every episode. <laughs> but you're right, because I've seen like, uh, I used to watch Star Trek back in the day. I haven't watched mm. it for a very long time. But uh, there's a couple of channels I watch where people are talking about, not every episode, but occasionally they, get, they talk about Star Trek. And mm. I'm like, oh, like Red Letter Media, for example. Yes. Like, they yeah. love Star Trek. So it. they talk about these classic episodes. And I watch those videos. They're very entertaining. And I get like a bit of nostalgia. I go like, oh, God, oh, I, I did use that. Yeah. I remember watching that. But I'm now picturing like every clip they showed. And yeah, it's like everybody, they're not whispering, but it's like the proximity you'd have yeah. if you were... I want to tell you a yeah. secret. It's like, you know? yeah, if you wanted to whisper in someone's ear and you didn't want someone else in the room to hear what you were saying, yeah. that's how close you'd have to be. Yeah. There was a hilarious episode where someone, like practically every episode, someone gets injured and they're on the bed in the sick bay, and the doctor has to lean over their face in order to talk to them and be in shot. Yeah. So in order for us to see both characters, the camera has to be kind of on the patient's chest, looking up their body, yeah. right? But it has to be quite close to their face because obviously we need to be able to see their emotions. So their base, their head is basically in the very middle of the shot, right? And taking up about half of the shot. And then the doctor's head comes in from the top, like, like that. And his nose is so, like, touching the patient's cheek because it's the only way that yeah. he can get in shot while we can see both characters. And I guess from the actor's perspective. From, it must have been mental. From Robert them. Picardo's perspective. He's yeah. like, he couldn't... He would, he's so close he wouldn't be able to focus on that person. Yeah. So he's essentially blind. And it's apparent. You can yeah. tell because their eyes sort of, you know, when you get that close, yeah. it's way too close to focus. So yeah, their eyes sort of drift out. Yeah. And it's like they're not really looking at each other. kind of boss-eyed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can just imagine, they, they did a rehearsal and it's like Captain Janeway standing next to Tuvok or whatever. Yeah. And it's like they stand at a normal distance and the cameraman's just like, I can't, I, I can't, simply cannot get you both in. You're going to have to stand a much closer. And like Janeway's like, this is weird. This is like, if I stand here, this is weird. And they're like, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to. And now you can see it. Now you can see how weird mm. it is. And it makes me laugh every fucking time. You're a, uh, come with me on this journey, but you're a, uh, a, a connoisseur of handheld video consoles. Indeed I am. Yes. Uh, were th have there not been a couple of generations, maybe of like a Nintendo product, where you could take like uh, a Game Boy cartridge mm. or, or like a handheld games cartridge and like click it into a TV console or something uh, like that? Yes, yeah, there have been a couple of instances and, of that, yeah. and in those scenarios where the screens were different sizes, you'd get like... A frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the frame would often be custom to the game yes. if you were lucky. So, yeah, little square... And then a frame that sort of made it fit yeah. the screen better. Yeah. So my question to you is: <laughs> You're watching Star Trek Voyager mm. uh, on a widescreen TV. How would you feel if, instead of black bars, it had a really slow GIF of Neelix <laughs> on either side rotating? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a like a geo <laughs> geo site, like a Web 1.0. Yeah. Like <laughs> full. A full, three, a one full orbit of Neelix. Yeah, a, a full body, <laughs> low res scan of Neelix, everybody's favorite space clown. Yeah. <laughs> Rotate. There's one on either side of a screen, but they're both rotating in different directions. As long as there was one on both sides of the screen. Yeah. Because I think it'd be distracting otherwise. If there was just one on one side, that would just be weird. Oh, don't worry about it. It, it will be distracting because oh, they'll rotate. <laughs> Like once, and then just for a second, he'll like throw his ha his arms up in the air, 
Right. Like, way, And then he, and then he just goes back to normal. And then okay. he like, rotates, yeah. Yeah, I probably find myself looking at him more than the more than yeah. the episode. And how I mean, he steals every scene he's in, so uh, yeah, and how how long is the average episode? Kind of like 40, 45, 50 45 minutes. minutes, yeah. Yeah. So like kinda of like at the twenty minute mark, like a little a little voyager will like fly down. Like a toy size voyager. Yeah, but to, it, to uh, But it's clearly like a JPEG. Yeah, oh, I see. And it's just so going it's like, like click, 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 click. It's just like moving. Sliding around. And Neelix's eyes will follow it. Right, like a, like he's watching a fly in the yeah. room kind of thing. Yeah, that sounds good. What's really weird is that occasionally uh, a character on screen will actually make eye contact with the two Neelixes. That's weird. Side. That is kind of weird. Because they actually. filmed it a long time ago. Yeah. So you'd think that wouldn't be possible. But yeah. actually, the truth is they filmed those Neelixes at the they time. Are, it's really, it is actually really weird, yeah. They yeah. filmed all the original <laughs> episodes of Star Trek in... Widescreen in what's called what they called the the Neelix container. Neelix, the Neelix container, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, but then they actually had to cut. You know, they knew they were really disappointed that he had to cut it out. They knew when, and the really really weird thing is that like when Shatner and his crew were making Star Trek, Neelix as a character. Oh, they yeah. knew that Neelix as a character wouldn't appear on screen for another thirty years. It's one of the most incredible, like, um, sort of like planned reveals. Yeah, in in TV history, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. so they had to film. <laughs> they had to invent gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to film. Yeah, not many people know that. That's why it was invented. Two little Neelixes. In widescreen, and then they literally have. That's what to... GIF stands for, by the way. Two little Neelixes. Two little. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they knew. They knew. It's like I we, think it's Neelixes actually. We filmed it rectangular. Yeah. We're showing it in a square hole. They knew. They knew it was going to get cut off. Yeah. But if they were still disappointed. Yeah. If your TV had been wider back then, I'd have seen them. You would have seen them. And what a happier child I would have probably been. Yeah. To be honest, I'd, I'd rather get rid of the two black bars either side completely. And mm-hmm. I just have one black bar in the very middle and it, it splits the footage. So it pushes the two people aside with a black void in between them. Oh my God, I mean, suddenly... And then they're the right distance. It suddenly it looks really spacious. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'd go for. And then you watch <laughs> the entire series. You you watch the entire series in that format. Mm. And then someone goes like, um, uh, who's your favourite character? And like, oh, uh, I don't know, uh, probably Brian Neelix, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's favourite space clown, you know. <laughs> probably Neelix. And then like a producer's like, um, what do you think of um, Blowbar? Like, Blowbar, the communicator. I'm like, Blowbar? I've never heard of Blowbar. And they're like, check again. And they, they cast a character. There's a character. It, this is a little known fact. Mm. There's a character called Blowbar <laughs> who's in every episode of Star Trek Voyager. But they always occupy... Uh, oh. The special window, Nick, the, yeah. Nick's, uh, Nick's special column, I think they call it. I think they call it. Yeah, that, but yeah. that's the dead space in the middle, in the middle of every single shot. And it's just coincidence that Blowbar yeah. is always there. Blowbar is always there. Blowbar is actually the most pivotal character in the history of Star Trek. That makes sense because Voyager doesn't make any sense at all, mm. and there's huge what I called plot holes. I think I coined that phrase um, because it does like loads of things that make sense. And I wonder, I wonder whether Blowbar is is the answer to that. Yeah, Blowbar finally. Filled that hole. Yeah. yeah. And that explains why we've got that new show coming out just called Blowbar. Just called Blowbar. <laughs> I wondered what that was. <laughs> it's called Blowbar. Blowbar. It's called Blowbar. <laughs> <laughs> talking talking about like a show being old mm. and not realising it. Uh, I mentioned to you earlier that I've started watching Apocalypse Now. Yeah. That's mo- old. Uh, yeah, it is old. Yeah. A movie I've very much wanted to see mm. for a long time. I'm an hour in. Yeah. It is actually good. Yeah. The hype is real. <laughs> but date and time, dates and time are weird, aren't they? Mm-hmm. When you think about it. Yeah. Because 
Apocalypse Now came out in 1976. Okay. And Lawrence Fishburne is in it. Oh, okay. And it's like his first movie role. Right. And they filmed it a little earlier. The date, it, it took a while. It had a long production thing. Right, okay. But we were, saying, we, we, we were reading about the movie and he was 14 when right. they filmed the movie and he lied about his age. Uh-huh. He, said, he said he was older so okay. he could be in the movie. Legend. But we were going like... What a hero. And then we, we were extrapolating and doing the numbers and working out when he was born and everything. And then we were like, oh my God, when The Matrix came out in 1999, Lawrence Fishburne, a.k.a. Morpheus, yeah. a.k.a. Big Daddy Morpheus, the... the Matrix Popper. Matrix Popper, computer yeah. pi- pater. Popper Virtual. <laughs> Popper Virtual. Uh, everyone's favourite... Modem dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What we were like, okay, may have got the number slightly wrong, but he was like thirty three? What the fuck? When he played Morpheus. But I'm older than that now. I know. I don't look anywhere near as wise as no, Morpheus. You don't look as cool as Morpheus. None of no. us look as cool. Like like Morpheus, what the fuck? Yeah. Morpheus was like a tank. He was like a tank man. Yes. But then also like a daddy wise tank man. Daddy wise tank man. He was- yeah. <laughs> Daddy wise, tank man. Daddy wise, comma, you, tank man. He could punch through a wall, but he could also give you advice that would see you through life. Yes. And I thought he was probably at least 53. Yeah. yeah. And his, <laughs> that only gets higher the older I get, because Morpheus must always be older than me. Yeah. I cannot yes, be. Yes, true, exactly. Yeah. So as I age, I have to push him on 20 yeah. years. So Morpheus was like 58. Yeah. Yeah. But he was younger than me. Yeah. Well, me. Yeah. And, I, and I, so, so we were having this conversation, Lucy and I, and then Lucy said, well, you think that's bad. Uh, the Matrix, the distance between now and the Matrix is oh, no. is l- arguably longer or exactly the same as the difference between the Matrix and Apocalypse Now. Oh, God. Oh, God. Because it came out in 76 and then the Matrix but I came think, out. I think of the Matrix as a modern film. I know. <laughs> and then the Matrix came out in 99. So what was that, 23 years? Oh, shit. And that's 23 years... The Matrix is 23 years old. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Oh, and Morpheus. And, and he's... And he's... The, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is, like, getting older. Yes. How old is he now? He'd be, like, 60-odd. Yeah. What? He was 58 when he made The Matrix. He's 60 now. <laughs> <laughs> it's aging in reverse. Oh, that's meant... That's... Oh, that's, that's horrifying, isn't it? ruined everything. Yeah, that's it's really ruined. horrifying, yeah. We're about to go on holiday for Easter. And you ruined everything. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not going to make it because I'm just going to turn to dust as I step outside this room. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I have to die now. <laughs> um, I got a love. Yeah, good. We need this. So I have been, uh, I've been uh, doing some reading. I fell down a Wikipedia hole. Whee! And I love falling down a Wikipedia hole because mm. that means that's just primo internet browsing time where I'm not on YouTube. One on John time. Or, or checking emails. That's yeah. just like... Your pure, brain is occupied. I'm just... I'm kind of learning as Kind well. of, but it's usually garbage. So I can't remember what started me down with. I think I was reading about like uh, pulp heroes okay. of like the 30s. So the precursors to superheroes. No, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I was reading about the shadow Oh, yeah. And yeah. the Phantom. Yeah. And Doc Savage. Oh, yeah. And all these, like, characters from the 30s. So I was reading about Doc Savage, and this just opened up this incredible hole, which I fell down. 
because it's said. So wait, but just before we get into that, so Doc Savage, yes. remind me, was he like a sort of jungle explorer dude? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, he was an explorer. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. I just remember he has a torn shirt a lot. Yeah, time. I know. Yeah. He looks like he should be a jungle explorer. Okay. Maybe he did explore some jungles. Maybe. But There's only gi- so many jungles. But his gimmick is that his dad was a scientist. Okay. And he was raised by scientists <laughs> who convinced themselves that they could rear the perfect human, human child. Purely through education and diet and training. And maybe some science. And maybe a bit of science. Yeah. So... He's not really, like, superhuman. But he's maybe, like, the best a man can be. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like Captain America. Yeah. He's meant to but be... But without any sort of serum. Yeah. He's meant to just be, like, perfect physical accomplishment. Maximum human potential. But incredibly smart okay. as well. Okay. And, and this is the thing that opened it. So I love the competent man trope. <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing. Okay. So he said, Doc Savage is an example... Of a competent man hero. And this is a thing. This, this is, is a, a thing. A type of hero. And I looked it up and this is glorious. Oh my God. This is a whole thing. And once you know it, you're like, yeah, I see it. They're everywhere. Before superheroes, uh, like a hero. Competent hero. If it, yeah, yeah. It'd be like, okay, maybe very, very, very rarely, like a pulp hero would have like an actual supernatural power. Right. Like the shadow could cloud men's minds. That was his power. Okay. So he could like kind of like go invisible because he could like, he had mild psychic powers. He could make people like not notice him. Okay. And then he just had guns and he'd shoot people. Yeah. You know. But so many of these heroes, like Doc Savage, were just competent men. Right. Where their gimmick was entirely that they were just really good at a ton of other stuff. Right, okay. And some might say, because the writer was maybe a, real, a little lazy, mm. they were merely competent at whatever was required... Of that particular story. ...to solve that particular story. Yeah. You know, and they'd, always, they'd often have... And these are all like these... It's kind of like Doctor Who, right? Yeah. Is he kind of one of those in a way? I know he's an alien. Yeah, I feel like the lazy writing is kind of ro- yeah. rising yeah, right. to the top there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like when... It's very like... 1900s through to like sure. the 20s and the 30s. Yeah. But it's like... Probably a lot of aviators and pilots and stuff. And like, yeah. yeah. And it's always just like, you're just really good at a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. But also there's no indication of the amount of time you would have had to have dedicated to like training being that good. Learning and educating. You know, yeah. where you would say like, you know, Doc Savage, you know, uh, 15 doctorates, you know. And it's, <laughs> it's like, like, hang on. Wait, uh, yeah, you know. About seven years to do a doctorate. So. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, it's like a master of kung fu, you um, know. Hang on. A mechanic, <laughs> you know. Wait, hang on a minute, you know. Can rebuild an engine. A prime whittler. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just got a lot of, he's got a lot of skills. Yes. He's got a lot of skills. Do you have your phone with you? Uh, yes. Because I, I realised I left my phone downstairs. What should I look up? Could you Google... I was going to read this out, but could you Google mm. uh, the competent man trope? Because it should bring up a Wikipedia page. And there was a particular quote I wanted to bring up, which I thought was quite interesting. Okay. Hang on. It's spelt... great audio. It's going to be awesome. Ironically, I spelt competent wrong. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Hold on. The competent man trope. Competent man, Wikipedia. Yes. 
In literature, the competent man is a stock character who exhibits a very wide range of abilities and knowledge, making him a form of polymath. While not the first to use such a character type, the heroes and heroines of Robert A. Heinlein's fiction, with Jubal Harshaw being a prime example, generally have a wide range of abilities, and one of Heinlein's characters, Lazarus Long, gives a wide summary of requirements. Now, does it have this quote? Um, is it like in a in a JPEG? A, yes, a human being should be able to. Yes, yeah. Do you want me to read this out? Yeah, please, yeah. So this is a quote from Robert A. Heinlein. A human being should be able to change a diaper, plan an invasion, <laughs> butcher a hog, con a ship, design a building, write a sonnet, balance accounts, build a wall, set a bone, comfort the dying, take orders slash give orders, cooperate slash act alone, <laughs> solve equations, Analyze a new problem, pitch manure, program a computer, cook a tasty meal, fight efficiently, slash die gallantly. Specialization is for insects. Fucking hell. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Author Robert Anson Heinlein's famous listing of a range of competencies that his protagonist considers essential to be a well-rounded person. Mm. Good Lord. So that's kind of like... I I love that that is even a thing. I'm just going to see if I can do any of them. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, how many of those could you do? Um, I could probably comfort the dying. Yeah. I uh, could probably die. How do you die gallantly? Like just not screaming? Is that the idea? Was die gallantly? Oh, yeah, die gallantly. I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah, die gallantly is when you die, but you don't fall over. You just die standing up. I think yeah. that's incredible. Uh, I could definitely take orders. <laughs> I could definitely take orders. Yeah, yeah. I feel with enough time I could maybe when it says butcher a hog it doesn't necessarily say do it well well no <laughs> I could try give, give me um, a claw hammer and a pitch manure what does that mean uh, isn't that just like just shoveling it shoveling it I could shovel manure I could, shovel I could shovel manure I could do at least two or three yeah. Um cook a tasty meal I have done uh, yeah I can cook a tasty meal uh, fight efficiently no probably not uh, no. you learn to fight so maybe yeah I don't know about efficiently again I could design a building but it'd probably be shit yeah but I'll do it um, I'm, I'm, I'm game. You could design. You've got sure, pen, I'll, pen, yeah. penmanship. Sure, I'll yeah, design. Yeah, you could do a yeah, sure, yeah. uh, I probably learned to change a diaper. It can't be that hard, can I? No, no. Um, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. We're competent, man. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. So yeah, I <laughs> I love this. But I've been reading about tons of these characters, and it's like there are so many which time has forgotten. Mm. You know, like countless where people are just like you know. You could just give him a name like, um, I don't know, uh, Johnny Granite. Yes, Johnny Granite. Uh, yeah, Johnny Granite, you know, uh, wizard uh, wizard explorer. Wizard mechanic. Yeah, jo- Johnny Granite. Wizard, Johnny Granite. Wizard mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe but that's it, the title of the episode. <laughs> but, it, but it would literally be like a uh, threadbare premise. Oh, sure. Where it's literally like a millionaire... Millionaire inventor Johnny Granite lives lives at the top of the Empire State Building <laughs> with his five hangers-on yeah. who worship him at every moment of their lives. The top of the Empire State Building is a rocket ship. He can launch at any moment. <laughs> yes, to go on to go on thrilling adventures against his arch nemesis, Johnny Foreign. <laughs> you know, Fred Foreign. Red Spencer. <laughs> Communist from space, <laughs> but dastardly red European, <laughs> you know, uh, and the dastardly European man. 
watch out! It's European man. He's coming for us. You know, you know, and, and <laughs> you know, things look bleak for our heroes, and and um, <laughs> you know, causing one of Johnny Granick's uh, loyal supporters, Stephen Weeksauce, <laughs> to lose faith. Gosh, Johnny, I don't know how we're going to get out of here. If only one of us could reprogram this computer. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Stephen, you fucking idiot. I I invented computers. My gosh, you're right. Really? I forgot. Is that one of your 17 doctorates? I'm such a bally idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I kill myself and yeah. let you get on. It's a simple matter of not dying. Oh, well. Oh, 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 oh okay. Cheers. Oh, yeah. yeah. God, that would suck, wouldn't it? Being like... The sidekick. The sidekick. <laughs> Nicholas, hurry. The, the European man <laughs> is bedeviling the American economic system. <laughs> Quickly to Fort Knox. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, how I, I quickly I, get to Fort Knox? I just like I, I haven't, I haven't shat yet today. <laughs> I, and Johnny, the reason is is because you filled the toilet with a, with a cake again. Yeah. And I know you're competent, and you made you made a great cake. Yeah. I I want to go. Like Johnny, I want to go, but it's like seven o five a.m. Yeah. And I I need my morning shit. Plus it's rush hour, so why don't we just wait like twenty? To the granite plane. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, is okay. that your stone plane that you made? I yeah. mean, it's really on non-aerodynamic. I don't think it's gonna fly. Yeah, to Fort Knox in the granite plane. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Is there a toilet on the granite plane? No. Um, oh God, oh, oh, Johnny. I mean, it's filling this this chamber with the European man. He's locked us in this lead box, and he's filling with water, Johnny. That's not water. <laughs> it's, a- it's acid. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dying, Johnny. I, yeah. I, uh, don't well, worry, you, you weak, effeminate man. Pathetic. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple matter of, you know, concentrating hard enough where your skin becomes alkaline. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, we've been through this. I still haven't had my morning shit. I'm having a really bad day. Can I go home? <laughs> I'm not enjoying this. Why are we being so racist to this <laughs> European man? I can't. Yeah. Like this is just his garden. It's not. It's not like. It's not like an acid trap. You just got into his pond. You didn't ask for this. I was reading about um, Biggles. Ah, yes. Is he a competent man? Uh yes. And Although it's... primarily pilot. Yeah, kind of like ninety-eight percent pilot. I guess his superpower was he had a plane. That's pretty cool. And I don't have you, a plane. If anybody wants a good laugh, go read the Biggles Wikipedia page because <laughs> never has the author, the Wikipedia page's author's voice, been more prevalent. Really? Because there's a big section about the um, the uh, allegations of racism in the pages of Biggles. Oh no! Is it defensive <laughs> of it? Then? It's quite a defensive tone, oh, which are God. like, well, yes, I mean. Um, Admittedly, Biggles did refer to anybody who wasn't English as subhuman scum, <laughs> but one really has to understand the context. Oh, you've got to yeah, understand yeah, the, the context. context in which it was written. Yes, mm, you got it. In fact, he once said he admired the Chinese. So uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah. So in one of the episodes, I believe it said, "Regardless of time that this is read, I am racist." <laughs> And weirdly, I think that's just got to be taken in its proper context. <laughs> what many people don't realise is that the word racist was a, was a popular acronym at the time. Yeah. I know. And then, but, you know, ironically, yeah. underneath it said, this is not an acronym. <laughs> I am racist. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, again, taken out of context, it no, sounds bad. I know. It, it sounds out, bad. Out of context, that time where he described 
anybody who wasn't Caucasian as as worthy of being killed before the glory of the white man. Yeah. Uh, that was, I mean... But, but weirdly about that quote mm. is that there was nothing before or after it. So there was actually no context for it to be no. taken from. That is, in it, fact, the entire story. That yeah, it was actually kind of weird. It was less of... It was really kind of just like a poster. It was a poster. Yeah, and I think it was signed by the author. Yeah, and then underneath in brackets it just said racist, I think, <laughs> under the author. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, but again, everything in its proper context. I'll be honest with you, Nick. When, when the liberal media looks at this stuff, it's very easy to find things. Which, oh, yeah, you're just always yeah. picking holes, aren't yeah. you? You're always just finding your little oh, ways. Oh, fine, Oh, yes. yes. I suppose everyone is a fucking villain, I suppose with a critical eye, even the racists look bad. Signed, Nick Angel, racist. God. <laughs> Parentheses. Racist. <laughs> Signing off to that. Now that's honesty. There wow. You go. Yeah. <laughs> Don't agree with his politics, but God damn it, I like his candor. God damn, he's yeah. honest. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, that was a fun episode. That was good. Yeah. Well, um, <sighs> I suppose we've got to make that big decision. I have. I guess we do have to make that big decision. Nick, mm. what do you think? One. I think love one. I enjoy talking about love. Mm. I don't want to think about what we had to talk about for hate. I don't no. want to go back there mentally. I'm so at, I'm just going to stay mm. here in the love land. I'm at this weird... You know, you're at that thing where you're like, sometimes you come across a hate which is so kind of monumental. Mm. You feel you have to acknowledge that. But do we... But do we... Is the best way that we acknowledge it is by is by saying that it lost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, yeah. And I, yeah. I sometimes I would go like, that's so awful, we need to revel in it. Mm. And I actually... We we joke, but I I felt so profoundly <laughs> troubled by this horrible TikTok adventure mm. that I actually felt a little ill yeah, when yeah, we yeah. first talked about it. I agree, I agree. So I think love it I has think, to be love. I think it's not even like I feel particularly loving. I think we just have to steer away. Yeah, we just have to look away. We have to scrub the bowl <laughs> clean of any any residue so that we can fill the system <laughs> <laughs>